Just lift up your hands as you're standing up on your feet and tell him, I have come with open hearts. You don't know how important and critical it is that every veil is taken away. Until the veil is lifted, the radiance of his glory cannot change your life. Even if Jesus is visibly and physically present, veils can still keep you from drawing. Can you say, Lord, with open hearts, with open faces, without any argument, I come. I come hungry, I come thirsty. I come hungry and I come thirsty. Give me that sound. Father, we wait on you. Father, we wait on you. I come before my Lord and King, the one who gave his life for me. This was the song we sang yesterday at the youth meeting. And I would like all of us to join us to sing that song. Just the first stanza and the chorus. Until the day. So it's been projected. Let's sing together. One more time. I come before the Lord. I come before my Lord. Happy. The one who gave. champion of the host above, the champion of the host above, and captain of my destiny, and captain of, of my destiny. Jesus' name we pray. 
if you know you were not forced to be in church this morning, that you actually woke up and you looked forward to being in church, can you do something for Jesus? Uh, you are not serious, though. Amen. Wait a minute. You know, sometimes when we come to church, you can almost palpate the tension. Everybody's is as if, hey. Sorry, can you look at your neighbor's face and take note of her hair, 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 hair too. Take note of her face. Just look at your neighbor and ask the name. Say, my dear, what's your name, by the way? It's possible you have not looked at that person's face since you came this morning. As if there is a masquerade standing behind you. No, you are in your father's house. Tell your neighbor you are in your father's house. See, I relax, relax. See, I look, if it's for me, you are packaging. Forget it, though. I'm just a man like you. I came here to look for God. Hallelujah. David said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So it's, it's a thing of joy to be in his presence. And I'm much more glad that this church is blessed with the young people. Do you want to do something for Jesus? Hallelujah. That's my constituency. That's where we belong. Uh, it's a blessing to have a generation of people who are dedicated and devoted to serving Jesus in the days of their youth. I was born and raised in the church system here in Enugu. But when I had my encounter with the Lord in 2004 as a first year student in UNN, my whole Christian worldview changed. And everything and amen at church came alive. Up until then, it was just story. It was just religion. Those days in SU, they would sing, read your Bible, pray every day. I don't like that song. Because for me, prayer was, was hard work. Those days, I would pray, 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 pray. After I checked the time, it's just five minutes. And they told me that Jesus Christ said that the cut of mark is how long? One hour. Jesus said, will you not watch with me for at least? I said, one hour. But when the Holy Ghost came, the word became flesh. And you see, that's why for some of you, this thing we are doing here is like, we are, we are doing a drama, we are acting emotion. So you see daddy with the white clothes, everybody is standing straight. No, there is a presence that makes this place home. This is family. You see, when this thing became real and I realized that God is my father, I stopped using big grammar in the place of prayer. I will come and say, God, now, now, wow. I'm praying, you know, I say, God, now, wow. Today, day one kind. This is prayer. And being as real. And forget that your Episcopal package. And when, when it becomes real, then deep will start calling forth unto deep. That's, that's why we are here. And I'm praying that that reality will be made manifest unto you. In the name of Jesus. It's been a wonderful time with the young people since Friday evening. And I'm glad because I saw God doing something mighty in their lives. Young people, if you are here and you are blessed, can you do something for Jesus? Aha. Uh -huh. 
our, our mommies are looking they didn't come it was a wonderful time in his presence on on friday we began to look at the commanding officer and we saw that the men we read about who became ambassadors for christ that they were under the command of a commanding officer so so uh, paul told timothy and said he said you are a good soldier of christ therefore endure hardship and then he told him that every soldier has only one assignment he said he's done with civilian affairs he doesn't have any issues with civilian affairs his focus is to please the one who had enlisted him and niv called it the commanding officer that's uh, second timothy chapter 2 verse 3 and 4 precisely and we saw that our lives should be under his command we saw that everything we do should be channeled towards pleasing that man jesus and yesterday we looked at the ambassador and the ministry of the ambassador and we saw that when we came to jesus we lost our personal identity we lost our personal ambition our personal mission our personal goal and we began to live for him for the king and for the kingdom and every aspect of our lives is meant to show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light but this morning i have a very interesting assignment under god and i'm trusting god that within the next 30 minutes to 40 minutes i would have delivered this please turn with me to acts chapter 1 we're going to read verse 6 verse 7 and then we'll wrap it up with verse 8 so when they met together they asked him lord what are you lord are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of israel he said unto them it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority but you will receive power when the holy spirit comes upon you and you will be my what i can hear you in jerusalem and in all judea and samaria and to the ends of the earth praise the lord now every israelite and every jew looked forward to the coming of the messiah and what was ultimately expected in the manifestation of the messiah was the fact that he will restore the kingdom so when they met jesus and discovered that this is actually the messiah 
They left their boats. They left their tax collecting boots. They left many things and began to follow him. Little did we know that somewhere in their heart they were hoping that when the Messiah will come in his kingdom, they will at least get a, some interesting political appointments. At a point, the motives in their heart started to sneak out small, small. And one of them went and got his mother, I mean two of them rather, to go and lobby that one of the sons will be on the right and the other one on the left. That's James and John. At a point, they were arguing who will be the greatest, who will be the president of this new kingdom. Jesus Christ said, you guys don't understand where we are going to. And so, it was an, a terrible shocker for them. The day that the expected Messiah was arrested and he did nothing. Peter said, no, no, no. You want to take away my ambition. He brought out his sword and collected somebody's ears. Jesus said, no. They couldn't believe it. They slapped him. He was standing. They kicked him. He was standing. They took him for trial. Peter followed to see what will happen here. And like joke, like joke. Their expectation was going away before their very eyes. By the next morning, the matter was escalating, escalating. Got to Pilate, got to Herod, returned to Pilate. Right before their very eyes, they flogged him. He did nothing. They brought the matter back. He sentenced him to death. Oh God. And they watched him die on the cross. It was hope that we have no idea what it was for them. So, so they, they ran into the room and locked the door and they were shocked to their marrows. They said, you mean, you mean everything we expected ended so shamefully, disastrously on the cross with so-called Messiah naked, beaten, battered? They were shaking. Two of them said, it's over now. Let us go back to Emmaus, where we came from. We thought something would come out of this, apparently. And I'm wondering what they will tell their community people when they told them, we have followed the Messiah. We will inherit a kingdom. Now they are coming back empty-handed. They were discussing, say, Kai, how are we going to face friends whom we told that we have followed Jesus? Now we are coming back. Hmm. It was at the moment of their utmost disappointment that the master showed up and said the game is not yet over in fact the game has just begun and they all saw him and jumped up it was too true to be true it was too good to be true rather peter said no it can't be it is not him not. thomas said if i don't put my finger inside that place you mean we are back on track <laughs> now in fact the messiah has come back re-energize. He can even walk through the wall and come in. Now we are ready to take the kingdom. And so he began a capacity building program for them for 40 days. Are you following me? If you read from the beginning of Acts, that we said, discussing things pertaining unto the kingdom. So, topic 
for 40 days retreat, morning, afternoon, and night, was what? The kingdom. They were taking notes, taking notes, taking notes. And then they were waiting. Get one. Okay, fine. We have under oil now, the kingdom. And then Jesus was walking to the Mount of Olive, where he was going to depart back to heaven. Somebody see questions. Can, can, can we ask questions? They say, oh, okay, question. Say, please, sir. <laughs> In fact, it wasn't just, the person that asked is the representative of a meeting. The Bible says, when they had come together, they asked. So, so they, they came. Peter said to John, he's about to go again, oh. And the kind kingdom has not come. So John said, I will ask a question. Will you at this time uh, restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus Christ said, the kingdom will come, but as for when, uh, or guard it up, we decide that one. But we have a business to do now. <laughs> and that business is that you are going to go and be my witnesses. Somebody say witnesses. So while we await the coming of the kingdom, our primary assignment for now is what? Witnessing. Somebody say witnessing. If you think that this witnessing is just ordinary to talk, you know, let me say that these two persons fought and it was true and I slapped him first. And then, uh, what's your name, sir? Huh? Ogochiku now said, Emeka, you are here, oh. you saw him slap me, oh. come and be my witness, oh. And I say yes. I, I, I saw how it happened. I saw how it happened. Then after the fight, they now brought them to Vika. Okay. okay. Then come and say, I come and be my witness. Come and say what you saw. I will now say that the, the truth is that the choker slapped first. That's not the type of witnessing we are talking about here. If it is this then you don't need power to do this. Are you following me now? Because there is a, there is a matter on ground. The matter on ground is that there is a contention as to whether this whole thing about who Jesus is actually happened or not. And there are some people that were paid by the high priests. Do you remember those people? The soldiers that saw him rise. They went and said, oh God, through, through, that man actually rules. In fact, the kind of power with which he rules, eh? We all went into coma. They say, shh, don't tell anybody. In fact, come. They go out there and tell people that uh, while we are sleeping, his disciples came and uh, stole him away. He said, and if the matter comes up, it's not today that corruption started. Though. Nigeria is not, it's a human nature, it's a nature in us. But how can, how can such a thing happen? And nobody was arrested. Nobody was, 
even if pilot still we make you city one like that and the soldiers that we are supposed to you know in those days if they give you somebody to keep and the person is case what happens it's your life for his life that's why the jailer the jailer that was asked to jail paul and the silence when he came and saw the he said no need let's not wait for the that one we go with torture let me kill myself before they torture that so they said if you if the matter comes up at abuja don't worry we'll handle the matter and scripture said they went out and did a good job and that scripture ended like this and some people believe this up till this day ah. so it means that you carry your bible like this you come for evangelism and you enter the apollo huh? and then one of the soldiers maybe wearing civilian uniform also comes evangelism and you are saying jesus rose from the dead jesus rose from the dead and so that is saying is a lie you people stole him you people stole him we are dead and then you say i saw him when he rose from, i saw him is there he will ask for that did you see him they know it becomes your word against mine so jesus said to them what you are going to go and do is not to go and start exchanging words i'm not sending you to go and be arguing and be doing arguments it won't change anybody he said but i want you to become the reality of what my death, burial, and resurrection accomplished. When you, when what I accomplished on Calvary finds full expression in you, then you can go out and become my what? So, when you come in, you are not coming to start quoting Bible and talking long stories. Your witnessing begins from what his death, burial, and resurrection has accomplished in your life. Hmm. Are you still following me now? Because people saw him when he died. Israel saw him. They saw him when he was buried. That one was in public domain. But what they didn't see was when he rose from the dead. It was only a select few that saw it. And so, our call as believers for the remaining of this dispensation called is to go out to the world and bring them evidence that Calvary was not just another criminal that was killed there. That that was the Lamb of God carrying the sins of the world. You are going out there to tell them that look, 
<laughs> his journey did not end on the cross. His journey did not end in the grave. As a matter of fact, on the third day, he rose again. And he rose for a reason. Please follow me. And so when Jesus comes to your life and he says to you, I want you to be my witnesses. What he's simply saying is that number one, before you step out, I want to do something in your life. I want to, to do a work that when you step out there, even if you don't know how to talk, your life alone will speak the message. You remember when Jesus wanted to go to to a city to preach? Huh? And when he was sailing through the boat, the storms came, eventually they got to the other side. And on arriving that community, they were met with a madman. But that madness was not ordinary madness. He was possessed by a legion of demons. The man was so possessed that he had become a national harassment and embarrassment. He has cut out a whole, a whole seaport to himself. You don't know what it means. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> this guy went and, and colonized Lagos and Papa Wolf. As important as that seaport is to Nigeria. <laughs> They thought they could change him. They, they changed him. The thing they didn't work. They brought him to shoot him. The demon will help him touch the bullet. They threw him bomb. He jumped away. They, they bound him. He scattered. So, <laughs> government put a bound to say, this man is, is taking away the economy of this nation. He has blocked a sea harbor. So, everybody knew him. On that day, the master arrived. Kai. His case has become so bad that people have stopped trying. That's, that's the point the devil had brought him to. The community had unanimously given up on him. Bible said no one passed through that path. Arab Golia, they've left the whole place for him. And so when Jesus came, he met the man. And in less than five minutes, years of captivity was broken. It's so, it's so awesome. Not just that it was broken. What chains could not do? Just a word of command. Did it? This is Jesus, the Christ. When the people came to to, to see what happened. The first shock, number one, was that they saw the man sitting down. <laughs> you don't know it takes, it takes Holy Ghost for you to sit down in front of your Bible. Eh? Go and meet somebody that, that the spirit of restlessness is upon. He cannot sit down for five minutes and you preach. Mm -mm. And that kind of spirit is upon this generation. They can't sit. They can't sit with God. But they can sit with phone. 
they saw the man sitting down. Number two, they saw him in his right senses. They say, what's going on here? What's going on here? And they noticed nobody chained him. Wasn't as if they chained him. Nobody gave him diazepam. Nobody gave him tranquilizer. He's just sitting on his own. Number three, they saw him clothed. This was the same man that the spirit on him would not permit clothes. He's allergic to dressing. That's why if you see this generation becoming more and more naked, it is the operation of a spirit. Oh, you think I'm joking? It's true, it's true. Unclean spirits, when they arrive, they deposit their attributes on the person. So when an unclean spirit comes, something in you cannot just cover yourself. You just want to, you know, nice button. You may pay may pay just... We went somewhere to preach, man, and it was, a, it was a rural outreach. So one of the area boys in the community came. His trouser, honestly, was was practically uh, under the boot. You can't brought the ass, not below ass. Can you say no? With a nice leather belt, oh, so you don't think he's poverty. You don't, he has money to buy correct belt. So he came like this. I tell you, what's going on? We, we welcome, brother, you're welcome, you're welcome. We sat him down. We are sharing the word of God, sharing the word of God. It was, a, was an in-house fellowship we are having before we start going to the community for evangelism. Suddenly, the presence of God showed up. It was so amazing that morning. Every one of us began to cry. We are on our faces for the Lord. When I turned, I saw the young man rolling under the power of the Holy Ghost. I knew, aha, Baba has caught him. After like five, ten minutes of crying, Jesus, I'm a sinner. Oh, Jesus, save me. A weight of conviction came upon him. When he, he, we gathered him after that encounter and he got up on his feet, we helped him because Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Okolea, hands and feet. What shocked me? When he got up, the first thing he did was to carry his trouser and raise it up, adjusted his belt. I said, oh ho, so this is a spirit, this is a spirit. So when we drove out the unclean spirit and Holy Spirit came in, Holy Spirit rearranged the body. You see, when the Holy Ghost comes, you can't tell me he's inside and we can't see his effect on the outside. Because the outside is the screen that shows us who is operating this computer. So the man was wearing clothes. He said, this is wonder number three. And then he said, what's your name? He will talk. He will not be even gentle. Say, hey, you like this gentle. They said, no, something must have happened here. I don't know why, but you know how human beings can be horrible. Instead of rejoicing that a man in bondage has been delivered, they were more concerned about their, their business, the, the pigs that were drowned. So they drove Jesus away. So Jesus could no longer continue the ministry he came for. It's unfortunate how human beings can be. They don't care. If your bondage can bring them wealth, no problem. Remain captive. So Jesus Christ said, well, since I can't preach again, I have dropped a sermon. What was his sermon? Ah, you are not following me. What was Jesus' sermon to the community? 
the man, the man, the man. So when the man turned and said, sir, let me follow you, let me follow you. I want to follow you in short. I, I love you, I mean, let me follow you. So I said, no, 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 no. I couldn't preach the sermon I came to preach. Go and preach for me. They say, but sir, I don't know Bible. I don't know what to quote. I don't know Torah. I don't know James. I don't know John. I don't know anything. He said, don't worry. Your life is the message. So when the man arrives in a community, he's arrived at a law. We gather everybody. They say, come and see that man that used to be mad and harassing everybody. And we don't know who poured ice water on him, but the man has changed. And when the man stands, he will say, well, I don't know how to quote the Bible, but one thing I know, once I was blind, now I can see and scripture said within those few years of Jesus' life on earth the man preached in ten cities, the Decapolis so in him as a madman is hidden an evangelist and Satan hijacked that destiny until Jesus came hear me the difference between religion and Christ is that Religion will make you a clone of a denomination. You become a, a faithful representative and an ambassador of the church and the pastor you are worshipping. But when you meet Jesus, he transforms you on the inside. And from that internal transformation, you come out with a message. That's the reason why, as a minister, your first sermon is what Jesus has done in me. Give me that sound. And the song we sing and we say, Let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. Let the blind say I can see is what the Lord has done in me let the weak say i am strong and let the poor say i am rich let the blind say i can see is what the lord has done in me sometimes the lord allows the devil to do his worst in your life keep up that sound his reason is because he wants to use your story as a sermon. And there is somebody hearing my voice this morning. I came to tell you, Jesus is not ignorant of your situation. He will make your life an eternal statement that no time is too late for God. Why did he have to stretch Sarah? That was when You know, sometimes God will tell you something. It will be so important that even you, in your man of Godness, will, will laugh. 
Well, God, I didn't know you were a comedian. Yes, that, that's Jesus for you. What he will do in your life, he will almost be taken for a comedian. Even you won't believe it. That's the reason why I touched you now. Bow your head. Something just opened. Kaimande karya tong shakapa. Endioma saye malakoria. Evernaya. Just open your mouth and say, Father, my case is not too late. My life, my story is not yet over. Satan has not finished with me because you are making me a story. With 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 Sarah, Jesus proved that no time is too late. Oh, with Mary Magdalene, Jesus proved that no sin is too deep for the Savior to draw you from. I don't know how far Satan has drawn your life. I don't know what he has damaged and broken in your life. I don't know how many years he has wasted in your destiny. But I come in the name of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and I speak life. I speak life. I speak life in the name of Jesus. Look up and look at me. And so, the first dimension of witnessing is to be a witness. To be what? To be, to be, to be, to be. Meaning that you yourself, you are a sample. A young man came to one of our sonship meetings, a cultist, hardcore striker with black axe. He had run away from home, no family, no, no. His father is somewhere, his mother doesn't care. Just killing and escaping, being killed, carrying gun and machete around. So a friend called him to come to Lagos to join them in Yahoo. But he didn't have transport money, so he said he was going to come. He heard we are having a retreat, and he said he will come so that he will. Uh, Steal some phones while people are crying and praying, and then go and sell the next morning and travel. You see, this is why we, we, we fast and we pray so that Holy Ghost will arrest the kind of people that you don't know their presence. When the ministration began and the Holy Ghost came, young people were pouring out their heart before it was an amazing meeting that day. The young man said. He now saw phones, he saw phones. People, people were so lost that they didn't know where their phone was. As he stretched out his hand to collect the phone, he heard a voice that said to him, After this program, carry your Bible, go to Kenyatta Market and start preaching the gospel. <laughs> you are not following me. <laughs> the voice did not recognize that he is a courtist first. The, vo- the voice didn't start from there. You know, when Jesus is talking to you, he's not talking to you with your present experience. He's talking from the perspective of who you are in eternity. In the womb of eternity. That's, that's, that's the you he's, he's addressing. Not this, not this one Satan has mesmerized up and down. So the young man turned and didn't see anybody and shook himself at me like this. Preach for what? And before he knew it, a wave of the Spirit came. A wind of conviction 
He said he before he knew where he was, he was rolling at the altar, crying on that conviction. Parliament 2018. September edition. By the end of that meeting, he was shaking like this. He came and surrendered his audacity ring. And other charms he came with. And we broke them. We delivered him. The next morning we are taking off for missions. At Ungo. So rather than going for Yahoo. Holy Ghost arrested him. Changed his direction. And took him to mission field. You see. That's the evidence that you've met Jesus. It's not possible you met him. And there is no proof. How can Keke jump trailer. And no sign. It's not possible. In the meeting, in the mission, Holy Ghost now, now, now gave him the, the knockout blow. By the time we began to pray, one of the night speeches, we gathered the youths of the community. We are crying, we are praying. The Holy Ghost came mightily upon us. I didn't know where he was. He was Holy Ghost dumped him somewhere and was giving him extra portion. So when brethren now gathered him, he was weeping from every side. Something was leaving him. So I prayed with him and other brethren. And for over three, four hours, he was speaking in tongues non-stop. This is a boy that came to the meeting, a courtist. When we finished that prayer, he went inside and lay down to sleep. He woke up in the morning and ran to us with excitement. Said, Sir, I had a dream. I said, what is it? He said, while I was lying down sleeping... I saw myself in the dream, still where I was lying down. He said, I saw a human skeleton come out from me and stood by the side. He said he was still pinned and watching. A second skeleton came out. A third one came out and a fourth skeleton came out. And four of them turned and said to him, the fire is too much. We can no more stay here. When he woke up, he was a brand new man. That was the day I understood what the Bible meant when he said, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. The only reason why you could be in choir and you sneak out to go and smoke or drink, you are still in choir. You've not, you are not yet in Christ. You are not. The day it will happen to you, it will be obvious. You can't even miss it. You, your story will be clear. Forever and ever you will. And if it does not happen to you, may this morning be your day. They had abandoned school for years. When, when we finished, we didn't know where else to keep him. So I had to take him to my house. So, where is your father? My father, my father is, doesn't know where I am. Not, no, no, no family, no structure. May you not give birth to children you will not be around to raise. Honestly. So I took him in. Since 2018, he began to live with me. And in these two to three years, I've seen God change a man. The first day we took him home to go and see his parents. Happy Nubodogu that time. Deep, deep, deep Nubodogu. He, he came in. This, the mother saw him, stood up and jumped. I said, Mommy, what's the problem? 
the boy was smiling. The, the, the woman said, This is not my son. This is not my son. We said, Actually, actually, this one, this one inside here now is not your son. <laughs> This one is the son of God. The, the other one, the other son, is dead. He's been crucified with Christ. He, he said, do you know what I'm talking? We said, no. He said, because this is the first time I will see him. His trouser is on his waist. And he has talked in. He talked in. This is the first time he's talking in. His trousers on his waist. And he bought in his shirts. Wearing a white shirt. Ed lion. He's a rascal. So whatever people are telling me, I agree, something happened to my son. This is not the boy I used to know. We say, well, we just came to show you, Jesus has taken him. Can we take? He said, take, take. He was so changed that we had to put him back to lesson. Started paying for him. He started going back to school again. Speak from where he dropped. As I speak to you now, he's been able to write Wayek and passed wrote jump and passed he's got admission he's now in unn first year we just paid his acceptance fee about to pay his school fees just last month of the last two months they called him somewhere to they they asked me and said emeka do you have anybody that used to be in court we have area boys somewhere disturbing can you get any boy that can come and share testimony and say, I have one? Even though I knew he didn't know much to act all the Bible, he had, he had been studying. He had been studying. Maybe not like me now. I said, When you go there, just get any verse, just read it. After reading it, eh, just tell your story. He said, By the time he was halfway into his, his testimony, the hall was scattered. That I mean, four months ago. Boy, Holy Ghost, conviction was throwing boys and girls. Secondary school boys that nobody could control. What happened to him began to happen to them. You see, God cannot do in others what he has not done in you yet. Until, until he, he has worked it out in you, he cannot use you to work it out in others. In fact, the community just called me. One on house on Bosse Adunami's program in the video. Say, please, sir. The, the revival that happened four months ago, their parents came and we are seeing that their children has changed. That they are no more stubborn. And they are going to be, say, what did you do to our children? They have changed. The matter got to the Igwe and the President General of the Community. They now decided to do a community-wide program. And they say, can that boy come again and share? What do you think ministry is? You think ministry is Mbetinyakekola? No, ministry is when you have a story to tell. As simple as I used to talk too much until Jesus met me. I used to curse people until Holy Ghost met me. Is there anything that he has done in your life that has made you a living proof that Holy Spirit is real? That Jesus is not just sitting in heaven. That Jesus is inside our hearts. So that's the first ministry of witnessing to be a witness. And this morning, the hand of Jehovah is at work in your life. And, and when he is done, even your parents will say, Well, this is not the boy we gave birth to. Something else is at work in him. And that's Jesus. 
second dimension of witnessing is to bear a witness. To do what? The first one is to do what? To be a witness. Second one is to bear a witness. Now, having become a proof, God's aim is that people will not ask you how come, what happened to you, then you cannot begin your story. And hear me, you cannot be an ambassador for Jesus without having that name on your lips. Because that's the name that changes men. The difference between this transformation and rehabilitation center is that what rehabilitation center does may not last. But what Jesus does is eternal because he changes from the inside. And so when you stand and you are testifying, you are bringing forth the person who did this. His name is Jesus. He is the savior of the world. You know, when those Hebrew boys manifested a wisdom that, that is not in any place in this world, Nebuchadnezzar had to say, excuse me, what, 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 what kind of wisdom is this? Then Daniel said, there is a God who lives in heaven. So, the, the aim for God making you rich, for God making you intelligent, for God blessing you in one way or the other, is so that when the world comes to hail you, you say, no, 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 let me show you the man behind the scene. And hear me, you must never be ashamed to mention that name. Jesus, Ahana Tomoto. Jesus, Ahana Tomoto. Jesus, Ahaka Chatebube. Site Nugure Nandida. Jesus, Akidyuto. Jesus, 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 Imagine what will happen. You know, sometimes like this, I see the shock in the face of my patients when I switch and I say, The Lord Jesus. Still with a lab coat and with stethoscope and with all the medical grammar. And then you switch. Sometimes I bring in the power of God in the clinic when need be. And we are trying to let them know, say, look, I'm not the first to be a doctor and I won't be the last. I'm here because I'm representing a man. His name is Jesus. Hear me, that's the name that will fetch you trouble. That's the name the world does not want to hear. You can say God, no problem. Say God. God is good. God is good. I thank God. In all you see, you do God. God is a God. <laughs> if you want to look for trouble, mention that name. Jesus. You will see Satan come out. When they were harassing the, the disciples in, in Acts of the Apostles, you think they were angry that they did miracle? No. Miracle, miracle. That was not the first time the Jews will see miracle. It's a normal thing in the land of Israel. But the issue is this. You mean it was in the name of that man we, we hanged on the cross that this man is walking. He said, yes, his name is Jesus. 
So they told them, well, you are free to preach. We are allowing you to go, but make sure you don't preach again in that name. Yes, put that name. So when you stand in class and give your children moral instruction, they see it's good to be a good boy, always be a good boy, you have just done moral instruction. That name must come out of your mouth. And hear me, once you mention that name, you release the spirit of Jesus. To walk, to walk. It is the, it is the mentioning of that name that, that, is, that unlocks the power of God. Bible says, God has so highly exalted him that just at the mention, just say it. Why is that when they want to suppress you in your dream and they attack you, one of the things they do is to make sure you don't shout that name. Have you not noticed it? Once you are able to come out and say, Jesus, the, the thing disappeared. They know that they, even the demons believe and tremble. That's the name you are called to bear. That's the name that attracts persecution. That's what the world will hear. And they will say, hey, religious, religious, religious fanaticism is that name they don't want to hear. But you see, we are not ashamed of that name. Because there is power in the name of Jesus. I've seen that power work again and again. And, and I, can't, I can't be ashamed of it because for me, it's not just a religious uh, slogan. That's what some of you think Jesus is. Jesus, oh, mm, mm, mm. that thing is powerful. But it's powerful in the lips of those who obey him. I was consulting. That was the last one I'm going to talk about. To bear a witness. The last one is to bring a witness. That was why Jesus Christ told them, Please, I'm sending you as my witnesses, but I am not sending you empty-handed. So he said, These signs will follow them that believe. So that when you stand and you are talking, your testimony will be accompanied with supernatural results. Results that cannot be produced by ordinary human talk. Bible said in the book of Hebrews chapter 2, Bible said, God said, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation, which was first preached unto us by Christ, and confirmed to us by they that heard him? God also confirming their words with signs and wonders and miracles and the gifts of the Holy Ghost shared abroad to men. So, miracle is not our message. Miracle only confirms our message. And this morning, the Lord promised me that there will be miracles to confirm that he has sent me to you. Your life, your life was meant to operate at an energy level. At an energy level. That was why he said, please, even though you have graduated from Bible school and you have certificate of training from the very theological school of Jesus Christ himself, you did a three and a half year course right with me. Jesus, he said, yes, 
do not depart out of Jerusalem. Because what you are going to go and do is not mere talk. There are spirits from the other side that will come with opposing witnesses. They will come with influences that is contrary. Powers and forces of darkness. And you can't just walk in as a mere man. I was telling them yesterday, look, you want to go and be ambassador for Jesus in government house. This government house I see like this. <laughs> that place is a battlefield. Forget that fine painted color you see there. You are looking at war front. And that's where you want to enter. Only with Prado Jeep and a tie. And then escort is in way, way, way. And there's no spiritual escort following you. <laughs> in less than one year, <laughs> the spirit in the environment will bring you under control. I told them, I said, look, imagine Daniel. Daniel, you like this. If one of the members, somebody in your office, if the person attends, if the person goes to see the doctor, you'll be afraid of the person. Daniel was heading a committee where the minimum member of the committee is an SMO. Hmm? They come to meeting like this. Chow. There is no opening prayer. <laughs> Chow. OG like this. When they come, they are making enchantments. But they the sorcerers, the magicians, the enchanters. Kinevu can send the pin. Kinevu can release power. And that's where you want to go and say, I represent Jesus. And you don't have a prayer altar. You are a joker. That's why we have Christians that are just, you are just a Sunday, Sunday believer. Nothing between you and Jesus between Monday and Saturday. That's why this thing cannot cross this door. And Jesus said, I need witnesses. Men of power. This is Itukwanya, Itukwanya. One day, one Sunday, I, w- I went to, to, to hospital to read, to prepare my exams. I drove into the car park behind Rena units, that car park, that's radiology. I was just collecting my bags from the boots to leave. I heard a voice. I felt the presence of God holding me by the back. I could hear him say, pray, pray. It was so clear. I had to drop. The weight was, I dropped the bag in the boots, closed it, entered my car, wound up. And in less than 30 seconds, the Holy Ghost carried me. I was lost in the spirit. After about 15, 20 to 30 minutes of groaning in the spirit, I felt a knock on the window. I opened my eyes. It was a young man. I had known him before as one of the security men there. UNTH. He said, please, sir, I just saw you now. And something pulled me to you. Can I talk to you? He said, yes, they're coming. After some minutes, the young man began to confess. I, I don't want to have time to tell you what the power of God did to him inside the vehicle. Because when he entered, he was arrested by the Holy Ghost. At a point, he was screaming, let me go, let me go, release me, release me. I wasn't holding him. But there was a power that was contending with the spirit inside him. That was when he began, I said, oh yeah, confess. If you want to go, confess. He said, sir, that actually he is... I don't, I, his name, something, his real name is something, something else, something Udene. He said he, he is a shrine himself, and he has a shrine. He doesn't go to a shrine, he has a shrine. And that he has a branch of his shrine somewhere in one of the bushes in Itukozala. So when he's on night duty, he will go around, go around, and go and activate some things. And he will come tomorrow morning speaking just grammar. Where we live is a battlefront. And Jesus said, you need power in your inner man. Inner man. 
Forget this B major. When, when Jordan overflows, B major will not help you. Muscle here won't save you. You need power and energy on the inside. And that's what many believers don't have. And so God wants to send you out this morning as I round off. With an anointing that will distinguish you. And when we say power, we don't just mean we hold crusade. You now will make you the man of God so that you can come and push. <laughs> I mean a reality you carry that follows you wherever you go. It's something with you. You can be in the bus and something happens and in the name of Jesus. You can be in the market and somebody drops in the name of Jesus. It's, it's, it's part of your life. I end with this. I woke up one morning to go for clinic. Then I was working at Good Shepherd. And I felt, it was my normal morning devotion, but I felt the Holy Ghost holding me back to pray a little more. And I didn't know why. So I began to pray in tongues. And when I began to pray in tongues, I could feel deep groaning going on in my spirit. It was so heavy. And that thing stretched me for nearly an hour in His presence. Just praying in tongues. When I was done, I felt the cloud lift small. So I gathered myself. I went to work. While seeing patients, a woman came in with a wife. Madam, can you tell me that? I couldn't make anything out of that. What's going on? What would I get? When you don't have diagnosis, well, how do you start treating? In the clinic there, the presence of God came upon me. You know, when we say presence, I mean the spirit within rose. Rose and overwhelmed you. He has always been there, but there was a staring. I felt him. And he whispered to me and said, Ask her about her children. Holy Ghost takes history too. Do I have brethren? Okay, okay. Holy Ghost can clap. <laughs> if you want to get your diagnosis, get Holy Ghost involved. He will lead you to ask important questions. Madam, where are your children? She began to cry. I said, what is it? The husband said, what's your problem? Won't you stop? Every small thing, you just start crying. I said, okay, allow her to cry. This is the problem. This woman is having psychosomatization. She's just having such mental disturbance that she's beginning to feel imaginary science and even pains in her body. So the man spoke and said, this is 10 years of our marriage. No issue at all. And my mother which is her, the lady's mother-in-law, is tormenting my wife. You know, you don't, you don't need too much to torment a bad woman. Just, just a small comment is, is enough to send her into three days, three days of agony. So I knew. And while I was looking at this situation, the Holy Ghost came again and said, when I held you back in the morning to pray, it was her miracle you were downloading. Said for this one is not just talk, but this one is a word of power. So I quickly locked the door. If I carry on in less than five, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, if I let go, or can hold your wife in the name of Jesus. Let the power of God break this siege. Let this room open, take in, carry, and deliver. And the power of God hit the woman, she dropped, the husband held her. After some minutes, she came back. I continued my prescription. Tabs, vitamin C. So, Tabs, be complete. Is somebody following me now? 
ambassadors for Christ. You are an embassy. We, yesterday we talked about embassy, young people. Aha, we talked about embassy. Heaven and earth comes together in you. Just like American embassy in Nigeria is America in Nigeria. Everything there is America. Just that is located in Nigeria. So the embassy is a mixture. You can't call it Nigeria. You can't call it America. It's just that's how you are. You are heaven on earth. A, an interface of divinity and humanity. So, I, so that I will get my salary at the end of the month. For ministry has been done. That is ministry. I forgot that thing until about a year later. I came on afternoon duty and the nurses said, some people came in the morning, they've been waiting. They said, it's you they want to say. I said, let me start with them. I watched and a man came in. I couldn't recognize who the man was. Then I saw a woman following, carrying a baby. Then I saw an old woman following, carrying a second baby. And I said, we came to collect prescription. And we collected twins. Not in a crusade ground, but inside a clinic. Why do you separate Jesus from your office? Why? Why do you separate what we are doing here? You keep it one side. Say, this is one church. He says, one do church. Or yeah, church aside. Business. Told you. This is life. Hmm? Do you have color? Your skin color? Gija, their church. Gija, their office. This is who you are. That's how we are. And so God said, I need witnesses to go out to the world and bear me witness that what I came to do on earth was accomplished. To raise a people for God that will make a mess of the devil and raise the banner of Jesus on high. If you are one of them, can you stand up on your feet and let us pray. You're here this morning. You're not born again. As the message was going on, the Lord was saying, My son, give me your heart. My daughter, give me your heart. Wherever you are, just walk down. Just walk down. We're praying with you. We're praying for you. The power of God is already here to give you a witness and a change from the kingdom of darkness into that of the marvelous light in the Lord Jesus Christ. You believe that you're a sinner? You believe that you cannot help yourself? You believe that Jesus has paid the price for your sins. The blood he shed on the cross covered your sin. And you have come with your mouth to confess. And as many as shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. Pray this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, thank you. You love me. You died on the cross for my sins. I am a sinner. Today, I'm responding. I'm handing over my life. I'm surrendering to you. I'm sorry for my sins. I repent of my past life and my sins. And I turn to you. Come into my life. Come into my heart. Change me. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Forgive me. Cleanse me and give me the power to be a child of God. Thank you as you heal me, as you save me, as you forgive me, as you give me the power to remain yours today and the days ahead. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Lord, as many as receive you today, may give the power to be your children who were born not of flesh, not of blood, not of the will of man, but by your power. And every of these ones who have made a manifest declaration to receive you into their life, Lord, may the old pass away and let all things become new in the name of Jesus Christ. May your spirit pour into them and let there be an earnest of the spirit now in them that they belong to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Deliver them from every bond and every power and every kingdom and every force that has ruled in their lives hitherto. And Lord, let there be a cleansing according to your word in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, let your spirit indwell them. Grant them joy, that unspeakable. Grant them peace that passes all understanding. Write their names in the book of life. And lead them on today, onwards, by your power. In Jesus' name we pray.